0: So I really like uh, the, the, the terms, I'm confused or I don't understand, because they don't put blame anywhere.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: They, you're not blaming yourself, because that's important, mm-hmm. but you're not blaming the other. And then from there, you go to, I'm confused. And then you can say something closer to what you were starting out with, Steve, which is, you know, I, I, I thought we had an agreement, or I seem to remember we had an agreement, or whatever.
1: This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson discusses the power of giving your spouse the benefit of the doubt. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand-select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers! Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the brilliant Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noel. Hi, Steve. Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many, many, many best-selling books. Her most recent relationship book is Your Man is Wonderful. Uh, She has a other – her newest book, however, is a fantastic book on living happily and healthily uh, called Happy, Healthy, Dead – uh, you can find this information at her website, noelnelson.com. You can also find the books in all the big online bookstores. Uh, I highly recommend it. Um, and today, Noelle is going to help us navigate our marriages. And uh, specifically, the topic today is uh, powerful daily attitudes approaches to adopt to assure the long-haul success of your marriage. And so... We know some of the basics, love, respect, good communication skills, being faithful to your vows, and so on and so on. Uh, but what uh, What about the process gets us to the day-to-day? What can we do to keep our marriages on the happily ever after forever ever track? Uh, you say, Noel, that there are practical ways to do that, starting with? Starting with?
0: Give your spouse the benefit of the doubt. Love it. Now, I say that slowly and almost with trepidation because sometimes the most difficult thing to do is give your spouse the benefit of the doubt. So when he or she forgets take out the garbage, pick up the laundry, pick up the child, you know, whatever it is, you're not in the mood to give the benefit of the doubt. You're in the mood to scream, rant, and rave. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning you're a normal human being. But here's the thing it is extremely, extremely, extremely rare that your partner has a bad intention. In other words, it is extremely unlikely that your spouse thought consciously, deliberately, and ahead of time, well, I'm not going to pick up the laundry or the kid or whatever because it will annoy (laughs) my supposedly beloved spouse to tears. No, that is not what is going on 99.9% of the time. Now, 0.1% of the time, if you two have had a god-awful fight the night before, who knows? But you can pretty much count most of the time, and I mean most, most, most of the time, that your spouse's intentions were good. Mm -hmm. But something happened. Something not necessarily catastrophic either. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I get distracted. I get distracted by another tweet. I get distracted by the dog. I get distracted by a phone call. And suddenly that thing I was supposed to do just just doesn't get done or doesn't get done properly or whatever. So it's more often than not not an ill intention, which is where the words benefit of the doubt come in. Now... That does not mean that your spouse walks in without the laundry, the kit, or the garbage, or whatever it was, and you just smile and say, hi, honey, how was your day? Because that's not real. Mm -hmm. It it just isn't. But what you want to do is have a conversation that starts with, gee, I'm confused, or gee, um, I don't understand, words like that, which are in a sense softer than you. Idiot, or stronger substitute for idiot,
1: whatever would, you like. Um, would something Which along doesn't the lines, help. I'm sorry. With something along the lines of, I know you might not have meant to leave this, or remember when I asked if you could pick the blah 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 up. Or is that or is that a little too close?
0: I would say that your best bet, and we have talked about this part before, Steve, is to start off with your emotion. Mm-hmm. And your emotion at this point is the softest when you say something like, I'm confused or I don't understand.
1: Okay.
0: Because you're, you're taking it on you. Mm-hmm. And we, we've all learned, I think, by now that if you start off by taking it on you, not taking the blame, sure. that's not what I'm talking about, talking about but taking on feelings. the emotional component – correct, then it makes it easier for your spouse to hear you. And that's the critical word is they may listen, Mm -hmm. but listening isn't the same thing as hearing. Mm -hmm. Hearing goes all the way down into the brain somewhere. Listening can often stop at the ears, if if you understand what I mean by that.
1: Yeah. I was actually thinking the other day about because we live in this world that is so fast paced that we Mm -hmm. have become quicker and quicker with our snap judgments. Um, if it becomes reflexive in our home life as well. And to your point, when you say, when you don't put it on yourself first, their snap judgment, and you say something about them first, their snap judgment is immediately to start defending themselves as opposed to hearing what you have to say to your point. So it's just something thinking about. Yeah.
0: That's, that's a really valid thought, and you're right. I mean, if you look – I like to read um, historical fiction, okay? So I'm generally reading about something that happened back in the 1700s or the 1300s or whatever, and I'll tell you something. Life was really different. Yeah. Just think you still were with horse and buggy. Mm-hmm. Think of everything that you had to learn and everything you have to do for most of us on a daily basis in the operation of a vehicle. Car, motorcycle, you know, truck, whatever. Just think of all the complexity of that. Now, add on to that the complexity of all the other stuff that we have running around in our lives. And you're right. We, as a matter of survival, have to make snap judgments all the time. Mm -hmm. And yes, Steve, carrying it into your home life, starting with your relationship life, is um, a losing battle. Mm -hmm. It just is. So I really like uh, the, the, the terms I'm confused or I don't understand because they don't put blame anywhere.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. They, you're not blaming yourself cause that's important, mm-hmm. but you're not blaming the other. And then from there you go to, I'm confused. And then you can say something closer to what you were starting out with Steve, which is, you know, I, I, I thought we had an agreement or I seem to remember we had an agreement or whatever.
1: Okay.
0: And you can have then hopefully a calm, conversation. And as always, watch your timing, yes. right? Yes. If you know, <laughs> if your spouse <laughs> forgot the whatever, because he or she just narrowly missed hitting a pedestrian is maybe not the best time, mm-hmm. you know, to, yeah. to have the conversation. It's fine to start with the I'm confused and you get there. Oh, my God, I just almost blah, you yeah. know, whatever. Or,
1: or they had like a
0: conversation.
1: Yeah. Right. Or they had like a big project at work that didn't go well and you can see they're, right. you know, not feeling well when they walk through the door. It's probably not good to pile on at that point.
0: But the good news is, is that any time that you start off with the I'm confused, I don't understand uh, version, whatever your version is of that, you have opened the door to a later conversation, mm-hmm. which will be non-blaming. Yeah. It never, ever helps to say you st- stupid, blah, blah. How could you? That That's just a recipe for disaster.
1: Yeah. And it's also good too, that if you are the recipient of the initial engagement, so your spouse tells you mm-hmm. I'm confused and you are mm-hmm. in that bad mood, you now at mm-hmm. least have the opportunity to say, you know what, whatever you are going to say <laughs> or whatever is bo- like, I need, I need five minutes. Like, just give me five minutes. So
0: That you, is a great recommendation. It says, I hear you. I hear you. I just need five minutes to decompress or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, yes, to acknowledge they're coming forth with something acceptable, yeah. appropriate.
1: That's uh, spot on. One, one last thing I wanted to bring up about the, um, the giving your spouse the benefit of the doubt. This is actually something um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and, uh, doing a little writing and whatnot. And they related it to, uh, being a rock star and it was, it was more about like self-confidence and stuff. But the point being is, um, rock stars can have that confidence and partly because they know 50,000 people in the stands in the arena bought a ticket to see them. They are, they want you to put on a good show. They want you to succeed. They want to be able to tell people how great you are. And I immediately, my brain immediately went to the fact that, oh, that's exactly what marriage is too. Like your spouse bought a ticket to your show. They want you to succeed. They want to give you the benefit of the doubt. And so I kind of relate the same thing. And, you know, it translates to work as well. Your your boss hired you. They want you to succeed. They don't want you to fail. And so you give them the benefit of the doubt that they're not trying to crush you at all times, but they, they're doing this for your benefit.
0: I think that is absolutely brilliant, Steve. Thank you. It's not, I never thought about it in
1: that way. It's not mine.
0: (laughs) I don't care. I think that you're translating it into marriage is brilliant. You did buy a ticket to this show. Yeah. You do want them to succeed. And we forget that.
1: Yeah. So I'm glad you brought up. Yeah, I'm talking here about. I'm sorry. I would no. I was just going to say. I'm. I'm. Yeah, I don't have anything to add.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, you know, our our subject today is long haul success. Yeah. And. what happens in the long haul, and we're not going to talk about it because we've talked about it before, is we take each other for granted. Mm-hmm. But along with that is it sure is easy to forget in the long haul that you bought a ticket to this show mm-hmm. and that you want your spouse's success and your marriage's success. Frankly, I think that is absolutely brilliant and something that we need to keep in mind.
1: Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's why I love this conf- concept of just giving your spouse the benefit of the doubt. Um, I've actually, I mean, I've, I've had this conversation with people in the past personally about, you know, they were upset with their spouse or whatever. And I just had do you think they were doing it intentionally? Like that's just a simple <laughs> question. Yeah. Well, no. And yeah. well, then why are you treating it that way? And then exactly. it, it immediately changes the response. It immediately changes how they can move right. forward. Because when the, if you take out the fact that you think your spouse is being vindictive, then all of a mm-hmm. sudden it's like, oh, OK, well, you know, but it's annoying. OK, well, that's a perfectly valid emotion. Yeah, I'm sure it would be yes. particularly if you had these conversations before. But you don't think they were trying mm-hmm. to drive you into the insane asylum. So let's move from there. Right. Um, yep. Speaking of moving from there. Much better
0: starting. Place. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah. So along with giving the benefit of the doubt, you say uh, taking personal responsibility is key. Yes.
0: Because here's the thing. Just because someone gives you the benefit of the doubt, let's say you're on the goofed up end, goofing up end, doesn't mean that that's a license to behave inappropriately, break agreements, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's not. Because you've been given the benefit of the doubt simply says they want they want to see the marriage succeed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's putting a nice foundation, if you will, under the conversation but then there has to be an owning of personal responsibility. In other words, let's say that you did nearly, you know, mow down a pedestrian, okay? (laughs) And you you absolutely forgot the laundry, the whatever it was. And when you're confronted with that, even with a a softball, as in, you know, I'm confused to say, you're right. The least I could have done is pull over, call you, text you, let you know I was going to be late. Mm -hmm. That's taking personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's not saying I'm an idiot. Again, there's no, the idea of blame must be removed from these conversations. Mm -hmm. Self-blame or blaming others, doesn't matter. Goes away. It's, you know, yes, you're right, because they are right. You did forget the whatever. And it's simple enough in this day and age to pull over and text. It's just not that big a deal. Mm -hmm. Same thing for, you know, your meeting ran late and you're distracted and then you you literally completely forget that on your list was the laundry. Then it's, you're right, I did completely forget. And maybe now you guys have to work out a little system. Maybe you make a note for yourself that you stick on the dashboard in the morning Mm -hmm. of the to-dos on the way home. Whatever it is, maybe you work out a new system. Because to think that you're never going to get distracted again yeah. is
1: foolish. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> we live in the age of intentional distractions. yes, and 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 distractions that we cannot avoid.
0: Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you you can't avoid a lot of the things that distract us. So I don't know about the rest of the world, but I call it props. I use props like crazy. I have little notes stuck everywhere, mm-hmm. which I then religiously, you know, check off and throw away. But because I I recognize that there's just too much going on and I can't keep track of it all, but I can make little notes to myself. And that seems for me to to work. Other people have other ways of, of reminding themselves. Lord knows there's an app for everything. Yep. And, you know, there are apps that will ding and ping and do whatever you need them to do to bring you back to awareness of your responsibility. So it's the willingness to say, essentially, without blame, you're right, I goofed. Mm -hmm. That's step one. Step two is either we together, which is always the best solution, or I, on my own, figure out some way so that distractions don't interfere too much with the smooth running of
1: our marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. I um so uh this is a slight tangent but it's a productive one I think. Um you brought up texting and driving. Um mm-hmm. one thing that you responsibly said is to pull over and text not text while driving. Absolutely. There is a new and like I said this is a tangent, there is a new function on iOS 11 so the latest operating system from Apple for your phones and tablets. Uh, it is a do not disturb feature that you can turn on with a single click of a button, uh, that when your car is in motion, it locks your phone from sending or receiving text messages. Um, and if somebody oh, attempts cool. to text you, it will auto reply them and say something to the effect of I'm driving and I will text back to you when I get to where I'm going or something like that. Um, of course, if you are a That's passenger, brilliant. yeah, it's great. And if you're a passenger, you can, um, click that says I'm not driving this car because it, it's all based on the, um, the motion that it senses. You can say, I'm right. not, I'm not driving the car and therefore you can like, you know, do what you want to do on the phone. The other thing that I was going to mention, because you talked about the pings and al- alarms and apps and stuff. So I actually uh, wrote an article and put it on hitched a while ago. Um, about uh how Siri can help save your marriage, and um I give <laughs> a lot of tips on commands that you can give Siri uh that are very marriage centric and so you can so i I use Siri all the time uh it's so my favorite thing though is just basic reminders and you can set remind mm-hmm. You can just tell Siri remind me at three p m to do whatever, and the other thing mm-hmm. is you can tell Siri remind me when I get home so you can give it geo um, targeted reminders. So remind me when I Mm -hmm. get home to take out the trash going to exactly Mm -hmm. what we're talking about. You don't intentionally mean Mm -hmm. to, but you get home and you get distracted Well, you can have Siri. You can just tell Siri as your personal assistant to remind me when I get home to do these things. And when you get pull into your driveway, it'll send you a little alarm that reminds you. So anyway, that's my, very cool. Off-topic production. See, that's
0: what's so interesting, Steve, is along with the incredible and ever-expanding complexity of our lives, here come tools mm-hmm. to help us deal with it. And we should not be oblivious or ignorant of those tools Yeah, because they're there for a reason. It, it's not just a cute thing. It's a very helpful um, addition to our lives. So, yeah, you know, I take advantage of that stuff as as much as ma- makes sense for you. I'm old school, so for me it's writing little notes. Yeah. But it doesn't make a darn bit of difference whether it's Siri, notes, something else. It doesn't matter. What matters is the concept, the notion of, you know what, I am responsible for meeting the agreements that I have made with my spouse. Mm-hmm. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. Stuff you don't have agreements about is, you know. I don't want to say free fall, but it's, it's whatever, either you're going to make agreements about it or it's just stuff that doesn't matter enough.
1: And I think you, people should like unapologetically find what works for them. And if it works for you, like, and if it, by the way, and if it's not working for you, continue to try something different because you can, you you can't expect things to change if you're not willing to try to change how it's happening.
0: Correct. And there are literally, I mean, along with the complexity of our personal lives, there's a gazillion inventions every day mm-hmm. that are, for the most part, free or very low cost and accessible. So, yeah, you always want to keep looking if you haven't yet found something that fits for you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is that let's flip it like we usually do. Let's yep. flip it. And you're the one that, that didn't do the goof. You're the one that's going, I'm confused. I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can take responsibility in the sense of saying, honey, I love it when we work these things out together. Is there anything I can do to help?
1: Mm. That's really good.
0: I mean, it ain't your responsibility in this case, but you are responsible to the
1: relationship. I I have, okay, so I actually have a little personal anecdote on this. So I um, have a big project that I'm working on. And I am extra busy because of that project. And because of that, my spouse and I have very set, um, like d- chores, responsibilities that we both take on. And, <laughs> uh, just today I asked her that I basically explained to her, I'm really busy right now. I have some deadlines coming up. If you could handle this task, I would greatly appreciate it. And I know it is my responsibility um, mm-hmm. but she understood because we've had all these conversations in the past and like, yeah, no problem. And mm-hmm. I, this is actually something I should have done days of go, days ago. So I mm-hmm. acknowledged that I, I should have done this before, uh, that mm-hmm. I didn't get to it now and I'm definitely not going to have time to do it in the next couple of days. And mm-hmm. she understood all of it and said, no problem. Mm-hmm. I will, I will take care of it for you. And so it was like, like a super productive conversation where there was like responsibility yeah. and understanding and open yeah. communication. Like I was yeah. like, oh, wow, we do this marriage thing pretty good sometimes.
0: <laughs> yes, you do. I would say most of the time, but it's based on the fact that you guys actually walk the talk of Hitchbank.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you. I try. You too. Yes. Um, okay. So then what about when your spouse really does mess up? Are, I mean... Are you supposed to, because you were just talking about, you know, taking your own personal responsibility. Mm -hmm. Are you supposed to take responsibility Mm -hmm. for that as well?
0: I want to say yes and no. Okay. Okay. No, in the sense that it's still their responsibility primarily. However, what you want to do is you don't want to just shine it on because that's what we tend to do. It's called don't rock the boat, Mm -hmm. keep the peace, various other words, all of which are nice thoughts. But if they really did mess up, then what you want to do is be willing to make the time, make the space for that often thorny, difficult conversation and have the darn conversation. The worst thing you can do is avoid, usually by, women are famous for this, stonewalling, meaning just shutting up and pretending that you know, nothing's going on or passive aggressive stuff, mm-hmm. which suddenly you'll forget to do X that you've always done for him or for her, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, being smart aleck. That's a great passive aggressive maneuver. I should know I'm very good at it. Uh <laughs> You know <laughs> and stuff like that it's it's just not productive, and again, we're looking at the long haul here, so if you want your marriage to succeed over the long haul, you do have to be willing when one or the other of you messes up for one or the other of you to sit and say, "You know what? this just wasn't wasn't good, wasn't healthy for us. I'm disappointed, i'm upset." Um, I need, and again, I'm taking it on me first and foremost, I need for us to be willing to talk about it. When is a good time for you?
1: I love that phrasing too. I need for us to talk about it because it brings them into that. That's great.
0: Yes. It's not you're bad. It's not I'm bad. It's I need, it's an us. I mean, a marriage is above all an us, Mm -hmm. a we thing. And that applies to problems as much as it does to fun in the bedroom. It's an us. Mm Mm-hmm
1: um okay, so you you get them to uh sit down and have that conversation. You're not afraid to rock the boat because these things never go away and now what
0: Now it's sort of the 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 capper, if you will, is do not keep score mm. this is this is insidious because people think, well, I don't keep score, you know he does the garbage, I do the dishes that's you know that's like keeping score sort of if you do the garbage I'll do the dishes and you didn't do the garbage so I'm not going to do the dishes mm-hmm. it, it, that's that's kind of a, 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 a silly childish keeping score and most of us don't don't do that too much but the problem is when you start doing the scoreboard in terms of emotional things well you upset me last week um, so you know I so I upset you this week so what mm-hmm it's it's when you get into those emotional areas of scorekeeping, mm-hmm. and they're not often verbalized. Mm-hmm. They're more kind of like this, I don't know what to call it. It's like a current in the ocean. You know, it doesn't necessarily show on the top a whole lot, but it's going on underneath, and it ends up disrupting everything.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So it's that kind of keeping score. Well, you know, so I'm angry, so don't you get angry with me? yeah. So that's, that's very nasty, really.
1: And, and it's rarely set. Yeah, it's, it's usually just done. <laughs> well, there's a difference th- what you originally talked about. And, and, and in this about the chores and stuff like that's, that, I mean, that's a division of labor. That's a division of responsibilities. Yes. And that I don't, I don't even think that's keeping score. I mean, I think that's just being a partnership and trying to divvy it up in a, in what you consider, not even necessarily like a fair amount, just people pulling their weight because some person might be able to do more chores because the other person has longer working hours or something. Um, but the thing is a lot of people translate that into keeping score. Yeah. Okay. So, So I guess that's what I'm trying to make. The point is like, I don't think that's keeping score. That's just dividing responsibilities now to your point, when somebody doesn't do anything, well, you, you didn't do this last week and didn't do your other responses last week. Then that, then I do think that starts keeping score. Um, and I love your, your current analogy because, uh, you know, being a person who grew up at the beach, um, you know, those riptides (laughs) can pull you way out from shore and then all of a sudden you're lost. And that's exactly what happened in your relationship is it just becomes insidious and you're swimming around you think you're all good, but these, the scorekeeping has just pulled you way away from the shoreline and you have no idea where you're at now and now you're lost and flailing sure. and getting tired and, you know, the metaphor can go yep. on and on. <laughs>
0: yep. No, it's true and it's a good it's a good metaphor because it, it's, it's absolutely what happens, especially because it's not – it's often not stated – People don't don't come out usually and say, Well, you were pissy with me last week, so what do you care if I'm pissy with you this week? They don't usually say that. They just do it.
1: I was about to say and then often they not say it, they don't even recognize that they are keeping score.
0: Correct. Correct. So it just gets bigger, badder, worser. hmm I know that's not a word but it's a word
1: (laughs) works. I like it. We all understand. (laughs) Um, uh, this is, this is great. Was there anything else that you wanted to add to this conversation before we wrap it up?
0: No, only that I think that looking to the success in the long haul makes you a better person Hmm. just individually because you end up having to learn and adopt attitudes and ways of looking at life that serve you as an individual just as much as they serve you in your relationship. So I think it's, I mean, it's a tired old say. it's a win-win-win, but it really is a win-win-win. Um, you are the better for it and your relationship absolutely is the better for it.
1: Yeah. I love that because I think too many of us fail to give a macro view of our relationship, particularly marriage where there has been this lifelong commitment. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like looking uh, at your own life throughout all of history. You realize like what a speck what's going on in your life today matters in the big scheme of things. And I think the same Mm -hmm. thing you can do with your marriage. If you think like, Oh, we've got 60, 70 years this probably isn't the worst thing or the best thing or whatever. You, mm-hmm. you, you're able to mm-hmm. put it into better context, I guess. So mm-hmm. I love that macro mm-hmm. view of things. So. Yep, yep. Um, all right. This was fantastic, Noel. I love doing these <laughs> podcasts with you. Um, I want to remind people that they can get more information and find you at your website, noelnelson.com. And uh, for those who are tuning in for the first time, I also highly recommend you check out um, this group that Noelle has started called Meet the Amazings. Um, this, I mentioned the book at the top, Happy Healthy Dead, people living very fulfilling, active lives all the way up to the very end. And the book is supported with bunch of research and anecdotes and all sorts of really great stuff. And... Out of that has spun this group, Meet the Amazings, of demonstrating people who actually are happy, healthy, dead. They are, you know, running marathons at the age of 92 years old, and all sorts of really cool things. So, um, you can find that on Facebook um, and Google Plus and all sorts of stuff and uh, Noel is like i mentioned at the top just to give her credentials one last time is a relationship expert a popular speaker in the US and abroad the author of many best selling books her most re- recent relationship book is your man is wonderful uh, again you can find her at noelnelson.com and of course you can find all the past episodes with Noel on our website hitchedmag.com and uh, in, in addition to that, just thousands of articles available to you and other resources. So I hope you check that out. So one last time. Thank you so much, Noel. Thank you, Steve. All right. That is going to do it for us. And until next time, take care, everybody.